Welcome to the Partners Financial Podcast, a podcast designed for you with insights from fellow members as well as NFP and Partners Financial experts. Hi, welcome to the Partners Financial Podcast. I'm Kristen Williams, and we are moving right along with our member to member case studies podcast series. And today's member with an idea to share is Frank Cochran, who is principal at Veracore. Frank, thanks for joining the podcast today. Certainly. So what sort of case study story do you have to share with us? So I'm going to share a story about a case that uh, we did back in 2016 and then had an opportunity to do some follow-up coverage in 2021. And this involved um, an estate planning sale with premium financing. All right. So tell us about the 2026 case. Or the the 2016. The case so is built right again, more insurance are right on tw- them in 26. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the way you're thinking. Um, so in 2016, my partner and I received a referral from an advisor to a client who's actually located in California. Mm-hmm. Um, we're located in Georgia, and it was for um, estate planning work. And we began the case, you know, gathering all of our facts, um, got the couple into underwriting, um, it was a situation where it was a very straightforward um, sale. Um, Ill-owned um, joint and joint and survivor coverage, mm-hmm. and during the underwriting process, um, we began talking in more detail with the client about how to fund the premiums. And it turned out that he had a good amount of liquidity to really fund any kind of premium structure that he wanted. And during those conversations, we brought up the idea of premium finance, um, to, you know, just to see what his thoughts would be. And he really liked it. So this is where um, I really want to kind of give a big shout out uh, to Michael Rothman at Succession Capital. Um, with the client being located you know, in California and really right in Michael's backyard, it was kind of a no-brainer to invite him into the case. And uh, Michael was actually able to go out and do face-to-face meetings at the time with a client, you know, where we were doing most of our stuff on the phone mm-hmm. you know, from across the country. So it added an in-person um, touch to the case that had, had not been there so much previously. And um, what we ended up doing, the client loved the premium finance idea, and we ended up writing about $25 million of new coverage. Um, combination of individual on the husband and wife and joint and survivor. And we also, at that time, took about $8 million of existing coverage uh, that the client had you know, with other carriers and, and agents. And we were able to um, accelerate funding of premium on all of that coverage uh, via the financing as well. So we ended up in a situation where we had... Um, you know, a lot of cash value in policies to act as collateral. We had a client who was very comfortable um, with the idea of financing and had the ability, you know, to pay off the loans at any time or to take over premium flows or anything mm-hmm. like that. So it was really an ideal um, premium finance situation. Um, so we uh, just kind of fast forward, you know, year by year. We're four years into the plan in 2020, and and actually Michael was sitting down to do the annual review and got into a discussion about the policy performance. And it had been very strong 
Um, we used uh, equity index, universal life policies, and the client had been in one-year accounts and they had been performing strongly. And uh, that started a conversation about what the possibilities might be using some of the other equity index accounts in the contracts. And ultimately, the client opted to move all of the money in the contracts into the uncapped index accounts and see how that went for a year. He had good feelings about the prospects for the market uh, for that upcoming year. So in 2020, he did move all of his funds into uncapped index accounts. And lo and behold, that was a perfect timing move on his part. And in 2021, we were able to deliver the good news that uh, he had had in excess of 60% uh, returns on all of his values and, and all of the finance contracts. And um, that opened up a, a whole new discussion about his options, you know, which could be anything from uh, paying off premium finance loans early. Um, clearly, we had eliminated any collateral requirements at that point. Um, we could reduce his interest outlays, um, or we could look at increasing coverage or some combination of all of the above. And at that point, his other investments had done very well. His estate tax needs had increased, and he was very interested in looking at additional coverage. So in uh, 2021, uh, we were able to place another $20 million of uh, premium financed um, survivorship coverage. And um, again, kudos to, to Michael Rothman again for you know, kind of taking the lead and doing all of the in-person work there. And um, we ended up in a situation where we were able to increase the client's total insurance by $20 million. It was a nice um, additional 350000 or so of target premium. It's always nice. And the client, um, in addition to having no additional collateral requirements, was also able to reduce his interest outlays and tremendously increase you know, the future projections on on cash values. And um, as we kind of play everything forward right now, in 2021, he opted to go all fixed interest. Um, so he, he, he ended up foregoing a little bit of market return um, over the last year. But right now, he's probably feeling pretty good um, to, to be mostly in fixed interest accounts. And he has actually now started to monthly transfer money out of fixed interest accounts back into one-year accounts. So, yeah, I, I think in his mind, he's probably setting himself to do this all over again. So anyway, this has been a, uh, a very nice case. Um, we're now almost six years into it and uh, working out very well with Succession Capital and Michael and with the client. And as you said, maybe in 2026, maybe earlier, we can we can do a little bit more. Yeah, that would be great. I love the way that you and Michael use the values in the policy, the excess values to allow the client to get more coverage without any more outlay. I think that's just such a clever way to utilize the policy itself. Um, you know, one of the interesting things about that, and, and this was a place where Succession Capital and Michael were really able to shine, but when they went back to present the different options to the client, yeah, it would have been easy to just you know, go in and kind of slam dunk that, you know, there's a, there's another 20 million available with, you know, no additional outlay or not much additional outlay. 
But instead of doing that, they did a really nice job of kind of spreadsheeting and summarizing that there are really five or six different options that you have available here. You know, anything from not purchasing new coverage and beginning to unwind the financing on one extreme all the way to the other extreme, you know, you could actually buy a lot more than 20 million. You could, you know, kind of double down and increase your outlays. So, you know, to kind of create the bookends or anything in between. And um, ultimately, the, you know, the client shows something in the middle. Um, yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, I think it's a good reminder that we should go back and look at all those IUL policies that have been performing well and see what we can do to help the clients with their future needs. That's true. And, you know, this is probably an outlier situation where the client timed everything perfectly mm-hmm. and, and took advantage of that uncapped account. So that's, it's not the case with all of our IUL business, but, uh, but this is one that was, uh, was very nice indeed. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing that story with us. Uh, you're very welcome. Hopefully that'll be helpful to someone. I'm sure it will, actually. It was a great idea. We have spent the summer going through a member-to-member case study series, and we have finally reached the end of that series. Eric Rosenberger has come on the pod today to close out our member-to-member series. Eric is Managing Partner and Wealth Planner at Synthesis Wealth Planning. Eric, thanks for joining the podcast. Thank you so much, Kristen. Pleasure being here. Uh, Thanks. And you have a story to share with us today that's um, in our continuing theme of sales through service, right? I do. I do. So I've been in practice for almost 20 years. And so like most of us who are pretty established, we have quite a bit of insurance in place. And so we had a client who, um, relatively young, um, had a large estate. So we installed a, uh, a survivor policy, but it was before there was guaranteed universal life policies, and uh, it was it was funded where we um, we actually dumped uh, more money than uh, it was basically like a hundred thousand dollar dump the first year, and then it was basically the prescribed premium going forward. And so this is a client very busy, very active, um, um, has certain hobbies that of aviation and such. Um, but in any case, we had a review with the client. And in this review, and in most reviews, we will run an enforced ledger on the policy. And so we ran an enforced ledger on this policy. And we could see that um, the, the policy was in danger of collapsing well before uh, mortality. And, uh, and so we brought this to the attention of of the client and we gave him a couple options. Obviously one was increasing the uh, outlay, right? So what, whatever we needed to do in terms of getting that policy to an age that they felt comfortable with. And then another option was looking at a different type of product. And, um, and so looking at that and, and assuming obviously certain medical underwriting, um, it looked like the new product would be more attractive. And so the client agreed to go through uh, medical underwriting. One of, the, one of the things that we do internally is we informally underwrite. And so we, we didn't go with the most attractive carrier on the spreadsheet. We actually inf- informally um, went into underwriting. And 
unbeknownst to us, a number of issues kind of came up. Um, one in which we knew, we knew that the wife um, had dealt with um, a cancer incident many, many years prior, but we did know that the husband had an experience with cancer and that was only a couple years prior. And so then the navigating began <laughs> because now you're really um, trying to work with the underwriters to see if we can get an approval and an approval that um, would be an acceptable um, policy premium and, and make sure that things work out. And, you know, that wasn't an easy process, but fortunately, with the core carriers that we have and because of the relationship with partners, we were really able to get the medicals in a place that um, the strategy was still viable, you know, replacing the uh, the current policy with a new policy um, still made sense. The only other twist that we had to deal with was the client, like I mentioned, um, he likes to fly helicopters. He likes to fly planes. Um, they would do it quite often. Um, he he hasn't um, enjoyed that aspect of his life, but the carrier wanted to add an exclusion. And so when we and this is again something that we we didn't really recognize until the policy was issued. And when we reviewed the policy, we reviewed it with the client. The client and, and we quite frankly we knew that he hadn't really part partaken in, in those activities for over ten years. So we thought, well, maybe he doesn't really do it anymore. So it's not going to be that big of a deal. Um, but it was a big deal, and it could have been basically a case killer. And so, so again, um, we were able to work with the with with the insurance company, and fortunately, they removed that exclusion, and uh, client was very happy, and we were able to place um, a very large case. Um, so yeah, so that's that's really the summary, Kristen, and it all goes back to really policy reviews. Policy reviews are, are so so key, and and they've provided a lot of opportunity even the last couple of years. This is a case that I think we closed in 2020, um, but we've had a number of of um, new cases come out of you know 2021 and and this year through policy reviews. Well, thank you so much for sharing the story. It's it's interesting the ways that you know people's lives change and cases sort of evolve over the the history that you have with the client. So. It's it's good to know that you know there are resources and policy reviews. They do generate sales, don't they? Absolutely. I mean, through client service, sometimes we're so focused on the new client, and it's that my my father uh, always tries to remind me. There's like uh, acres of diamonds underneath our feet, right? Like there are client relationships that we have. And uh, we should focus on them as well. And there's a number of opportunities that you can't even imagine um, if it's even a, maybe a, even a referral. Mm -hmm. But by having that client review and, and taking the time to service the client, you know, you're top of mind. And they're like, oh, my buddy was here uh, and, and, and they need some, some help. So good things come from servicing clients and going through these policy reviews. It certainly has, has yielded a lot of uh, benefit for us. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing that story. Thanks so much. Thanks for inviting me. It's been oh, great. It's my pleasure.